That was start. I did the three, two, one. You don't say the one or the start. You just no. Go. Don't you watch Wayne's World? It's five, four, three. three. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to the reaction phase right here on Hometown TCG. You guys know me. My name is Josh, and I am here with... And I'm Garth. Welcome to Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> Excellent. We oh, sure. Wayne's Demonetize World. it because it's not on your channel. No you big wanna, deal. You want to do Wayne's World quotes the entire episode? Because we can do it. If it's a severed was- head, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> it's, um, it's okay it's it's i'm gonna be very upset anyway welcome back to the reaction true. phase let we, us know in the comment section which one it is no i'm 100 correct i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be very disappointed no it's i'm gonna be very upset and do you want to know how i know this before i get through the introduction is wayne's world was my high school makeup movie and i worked at oh. a game store so i didn't do much making out and i did a lot of watching wayne's world <laughs> dude <laughs> I was gonna say Wayne's World was my high school movie, but I was never making out during it. That's that's why. That is why. So we are here with the reaction phase, and we wanted to. For those of you looking for the episode, what is? I was itching my head. Come on, keep going. We <laughs> for got forty five minutes. For the episode yesterday, which is coming out today, because we wanted to wait for the banned restricted announcement to drop, so we could react right away. It is a little bit late. For those of you who were waiting for a good podcast. Today, that is also not happening, and what you're getting is our third recording of the reaction phase. <laughs> because well, the first we, we lied to you. We did we did record before the react the band restricted announcement, and that recording died. And then we we're like, no, we'll just do an episode and we'll say that it was after. But then we just recorded an hour and forty five minute podcast, and we said that was too long. So now it's one thirty a.m. This podcast is not going to get edited. It's going to be 45 minutes, and Josh is going to post it raw. I didn't tell you this, but I'm not editing tonight. So I, just... I, I 100% do not mind. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, you can find this podcast on YouTube. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast because we are currently the best Tuesday morning podcast that will discuss the band and restricted announcement that you're currently listening to right now. And this awesome podcast is brought to you by MinMax Games. Visit MinMaxGames.com for all of your flesh and blood products and singles needs. It's cool to finally have a sponsor, but let's get into it. What are we talking about today? All three times you haven't missed the sponsor. Dude, I know where my bread is buttered. Like, what are you talking about? When I I go into MinMax Games, I call Pete Daddy, too. Like, what do you want? Oh, my gosh. All right. What are we we talking about today? We're talking about... (laughs) We... One of the reasons we also decided to redo this is that LSS has changed the ban restricted <laughs> announcement 35 times. It's got to be 35 times by this point. And I added events. Like, I think it's like so, five, Captain Hyperbole. So we're gonna we're gonna get uh we're gonna talk about the ban restricted announcement. We're gonna talk about um the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour, and then we're gonna talk about uh what's next for Fab. All right, let's get into the ban restricted announcement, which nothing got banned, but lots of events got added, so things can be banned. So, so, uh, classic instructed, no changes, blitz, no changes, events between now and the next band and restriction announcement, lots of changes. What is happening? So let's, the, let's, let's really of, quick. Wait, in the words of Brendan from Arsenal Pass, who the fuck is running this thing? What, what what did he say? Did Brendan shout out Brendan from Arsenal Pass, the second best podcast you will listen to? What did he which is, say on it? he said, 
if you uh, follow the moniker second is the best first is the worst then this <laughs> remains true so this is he great posted, after the third change he posted wtf who's driving here <laughs> <laughs> i know it's not me and i know it's not you lewis but we've got the banner restricted announcement and before we get into the spiciness of the banner restricted announcement part a part b and and i don't know how there's a million parts we talked about the notion of possibilities like we we in our first unrecorded podcast that we'll reference a million times throughout this podcast we talked about all the possibilities of what could be banned and what wouldn't be banned and we thought about we might see some bands but we ended up with nothing we both agreed and we both do agree that nothing should be yes. banned right now um but for much it, it, for what I think is much different reasons than LSS thinks nothing should be banned. Uh, we talked about Awakening. We kind of thought that Awakening could be hit. A lot of stuff. It's a low low risk, high reward, maybe. It, it has been pointed out that the winning Starvo list didn't run Awakening, by the way. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I said that I think that they should do Oak and Old just from Starvo. I really like the the ban from specific heroes we had a whole lot of conversation about that we've talked about all this stuff on the and podcast I, and before. i said no because i hate erratas i i just i would rather do anything than errata cards but nothing matters what actually matters <laughs> is that they banned nothing um and here's kind of the the whole article or the whole banner restricted announcement kind of con- has this conversation of uh <laughs> essentially they're like Nothing is banned, and we both like that. I like that a lot better than we made a mistake. So we were Just on the throwing same... that out there. I like I like so if... no changes better than we made a mistake. I love it when James White just says everything's great. So no yeah, if if that you had to perfect. pick, if you had to pick, we effed up or we made. I can't get these glasses to be straight. It's really sorry, Harry Potter. Me. You would be lucky enough. I I we. I like that you you're love... covering your scar with your hair too. You know, I, I don't want people to know how powerful I am. <laughs> yeah, you're, I oh, I don't have my straw. Where's the straw? Okay. Anyway, um, I don't want, we, we know that we wanted no changes. We thought this was the right thing to do. And we were both, I think, separately in different parts of the country reading through this announcement and then probably had our jaws hit the floor at around the same point. So I want to restate this. Both of us didn't want there to be any bans. Yes. Which, unless you in the comments wanted there to be bans, in which case we side with you. And then they were like, there's no bans, but. And the big old but that they did was they added May 2nd to another fan-restricted announcement before the Pro Tour. And this was like, Mm. they did ever, in my mind, it was like perfect. And then it was like, oh God, it's even worse than... I don't know. I, so so what he's ahead. referencing is they said no bands, no bands, no bands across the board for Blitz and Classic Constructed. But there is a footnote in here. And I believe that it uh the 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 confusion and I guess the concern starts with the line, it is our intent for the competitive season through the end of April to be played out with no changes to the banned and restricted list. And for Pro Tour New Jersey to be the first major event to tackle a new metagame. As such, we are making no changes to Classic Constructed at this time. The next banned and restricted announcement is scheduled for May 2nd. And we went, huh? And it goes on to say, at which point it's possible 
that Bravo star of the show will have achieved living legend status. So maybe, maybe mind you, this was not possible when they have made the article. We will get in. We will dig into that. I promise. <laughs> it is possible that Starva will have achieved living legend status. It's also possible that he will not. And that he is part of the metagame heading into pro tour in New Jersey based on the results of the upcoming. It goes on, but the connotation there is no bands at this time. It's we want this to run through the end of April. However, well, 11 for- days before ProQuest, we're going to evaluate has Starvo live, living legend out? If not, maybe we'll address it then. And this is important because the the living legend band announcement is anytime there is a new set or there is a banned and restricted announcement. Yeah. So now that there's a banned and restricted announcement, if Starvo does hit Living Legend, it doesn't have to wait. And it's this was originally, you know, whatever it would be. So now there's another one. And the very small print that doesn't actually exist. But if you read between the lines of what they're doing is read between if, the it, lines. if it doesn't hit Living Legend status, we'll just keep adding events until it does hit Living Legend status. So, <laughs> so if you want to jump straight there, we can jump past all this. The, the math when this dropped was uh, the math worked out so that there was not enough events where if Starvo won every event where he was eligible he would have hit living legend status. Now there was a couple. And, what? It would have been 974. Yes. Yeah, so he would have been 974. He would have been 26 points away, meaning that there was no possibility by May 2nd for him to li- hit living legend. However, they did list some events that made it seem like he could, but upon further inspection, those events were, I think, limited events and welcome to Wraith, like welcome to Wraith draft and blitz. Yeah. And I, I saw a post on the fan page that like if Starbo wins this event and it was circled, he really is OP. And the next post was like this event was welcome to Wraith draft. And they're like, if Starvo wins a welcome to Wraith draft, he really is OP. Like he's <laughs> insane. He's ridiculous. And then I don't know where they posted. I just have the article sent to me on my phone, but it's not on the website anywhere. It's not on the articles, but somebody sent me an article that is them adding events, clarifying. Are you doing the somebody thing when I send you something again? Was it you? Oh, sorry. I sent it to other people and that, that sorry, you sent it to me. Somebody sent it to you. You want to credit this them? This is your worst habit. I uh, sent you the Alta Fox stuff. I, oh, it's right there. I'm, it's, I'm also like looking at it. It's right there on the ar- articles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to correct for this, it looked like there were battle-hardened events added to the calling a uh, Krakow. Is it Krakow? Right? I'm saying that correctly. And the yeah. calling Taiwan. Are you asking right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Look at my glasses. I'm far more worldly traveled than you are. Yes, it is Krakow and the calling Taiwan. They added these battle-hardened events to these callings, and as such, Starvo can living legend himself now. Suddenly. <laughs> It's I a love, possibility. I love that they say now have the chance to test their metal in a classic constructed showdown. Mm, so you we're going to say they need better marketing later in this podcast. So, so it's important test. that we respect that this is better marketing. So you can test for what? What are you testing? You can't play the deck. There's going to be a band. Anyway. What do, you mean, um, what do you mean? What are you testing? You're testing. Can we make this hit right, living yeah. legend before the yeah. pro tour? All right, let's get back to it because we're a little okay. bit we're a little salty about the the changes, the constant changes. So, 
I don't want to. It's too early for me to dig into my take on this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold it deep inside, and I'm gonna wait. Okay. What is your take on the ban and restricted? We're we're good with that, right? We both think that that's the right way. Yeah, you you made it clear that we both agree with that, and I was fine with the ban and restricted announcement. And we do differ on the impact of the May second statement, right? Wait, so can we say why? Can we say why we're okay with it? Because my my reasoning to be okay with it is different than yours. You don't think the, that there's a major problem. Well, most of the high-level players that I've spoken with make the comment that Starvo's not a major problem in the meta. It's 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 the best deck in the format, yes, but it's not this it's not this unstoppable beast. It's not this huge problem that needs to be dealt with. So because the events that we have immediately coming up, banning that could lead to something uncontrollable, something unforeseen, or this ridiculous meta that can't be stopped. If the pro players that are going into these high-level events are essentially co-signing the meta, then I'm okay with co-signing the meta that they're going to play in. I find myself, if, if, if they're saying this is what we want, it's easy for me to get behind them and back them. And I also have not been a... I've been against most bands. I've wanted them to naturally sort themselves out in as many ways as possible. And now we have a weird opportunity for that to happen. So that's the reason I'm okay with the bands. Why, why are you okay with the bands? So I, I think like, I don't like bands. Um, like I just generally don't like it. And I, I also, feel yeah. I, I feel like there's a, a lot of energy that has gone into the season to be like, hey, we're banning things right now, seems like it's just gonna put things in a in a tizzy of like, what is the meta? Nobody knows, and I don't mm-hmm. particularly think that that is what the community feels like. Fab is, and I don't feel like that's what they necessarily want. I see a lot of people saying, "No, I'm testing, I'm playing, I'm I'm practicing." Um, and it's because of that that I didn't want any changes. Now mm-hmm. let's transition to now the those changes seem to be pushed to May 2nd, which is 11 days before the thing, right? Yeah, there's no there's no direct statement saying like the changes for Starvo or the meta are slotted for this date, but there's connotation there, right? It it sure feels like that's the spirit of the announcement. Well, yeah, I mean, they said it's our intent for the competitive season through the end of April to be yes. played out with no changes. And, the, and, and then for, a reevaluation on May 2nd. Well, they, which... no, they, they don't even say that. They say, and for Pro Tour New Jersey to be the first major event oh, to that's tackle right, that's a right, yeah. new metagame. So, oh, like, see, I got this wrong in the last podcast and you slapped me with that fact. You'd think I would have remembered it. Like, like they they should have just been like, look, you can play Bravo until May 2nd because we're banning it May 2nd. I don't know. But then why? But then why? But then why not ban it now? Because people stop buying Everfest boxes. Like I, I have no clue. But like the wording on what they said is like we we're gonna have a new meta game. The first time you play it is at the Pro Tour New Jersey. So that's now the conversation, and we had a long dialogue of this, and it's too long, too long. I I think it's unfair. I but I also see the the value in it of like a competitive player can adapt in 11 days and figure out the meta. I you 
we stood on opposite sides of this and we had what well, would you call it probably a considerably too long conversation yes yeah, yeah. that's why i'm trying but, to be like this it, it doesn't yeah i i think the competitive player i i don't sympathize with the notion that it's unfair to shake this up for the competitive player right before the event and i think the reason is i put these players on such a pedestal and i believe in them to no matter what the situation is figure it out and let their skills shine regardless of any obstacles that are put in their way. Now, I recognize that's an unfair position for me to have. Like to to say that of another human being is pretty unfair, but I also think it, being a pro anything, there's going to be unfair positions you're put in and unfair expectations that you are required to meet because you are the best of the best of us. My concern was like I don't know, man, it, it this seems to shake the confidence of like the the under that the players underneath that where they're like they're expecting this big announcement and then nothing comes and that situation right there is fine right we're expecting this big announcement nothing comes we'll probably complain about it for a day or two or meme it but then we move on but we've just pushed it we've we've taken the problem we've pushed it down the road and now for the next month that is all the casual player is going to talk about is what's going to be banned on May 2nd. Yeah, it's an what? announcement of an announcement. <laughs> right. What's going to be banned on May 2nd? What's going to be – and that's going to that's gonna keep the, the casual player from either taking that next – it's going to give them another reason mentally, a mental blockage not to either not take that next step to be competitive or give them a reason to be like, ah, this just – this feels – I, I got to wait another month. Do I buy Starvo? Do I not buy Starvo? Do I buy Prism? What if Prism's invalidated because now Starvo's not a thing? Like, what do they do, right? Yeah, and I mean, it took us a long way. It takes a long way to get through this to be like, I feel like if you're an, a player who's planning to play on Pro Tour, yep. you have to just say, Bravo's not going to be here. And then, and then say, if they give you 11 days of saying Bravo is going to be there, you have at least already planned and practiced currently for Bravo. You can just take your build. Right. I, I, I don't think like I matter. Like I, I, I'm not like the, I agree. I haven't put the time into practicing the meta and to all that. This feels to me though, like if the, uh, you know, we just had the NCAA tournament, March Madness, these teams have been playing for, you know, a whole season, and now you've got the, you know, the semifinals and whatever, and Duke can't make the free throw, and now you've got, you're in the finals, and they're like, hey guys, by the way, we're going to be using, uh, we're going to be using basketballs that aren't quite inflated anymore, and the rim size is going to be slightly different. Um, and so good luck. If you're really good at basketball, it won't matter. You'll be fine. You'll figure, you'll figure it out or you'll, they give you'll you, figure they it give out. They give you two weeks to like, here, here's the new equipment. Yeah. The best figure basketball players will figure it out. Yeah. Um, and but anyone feels striving like to, to be one of those best basketball players now has a new reason not to. Yeah. And that's what it feels like to me. And like, I don't know if that's fine. If I was the NCAA basketball player, I'd be like, I've been practicing a lot. This kind of sucks for me. Um, it, and I think like the, the key difference is I know there's other games that do this. Like there are games and magic did this for a while and they change us. They, they went away from this model, but magic for a long time would have like these, you know, big banner restricted stuff before the, um, 
before the big tour. I, I can't remember. Was it Magic or was it another game that used to release sets before the major gameplay? And then, like, the pro players would then figure out the meta in two weeks. And then mm-hmm. the casual players kind of looked at what they did, basically. Right. Um, they, they'd, I, set, they'd set the tone and the rest of the community would follow suit. Yeah, I can't remember what game it was, but but that's what they would do. Um, so, like, and then, uh, you know, I, there's other TCGs, right? Like, MetaZoo is doing this whole weird thing where, like, you show up and you have to, you don't even know what the, um, you don't even know what the, uh, the fourth wall effects, the fourth wall the, effects like, are going to be. Yeah. You, you there's different rooms and different rooms have fourth wall effects and you have to build your deck you have to like basically have all the cards and build your deck based on whatever those are gonna do i forget what, what format they call it. so but so like you're the, you're you're saying this is it's not it's not uncommon for other tcgs to throw like a wrinkle into like the the tournament season and you're saying this could be fab's wrinkle but, but i'm saying those things can be good i have i have I have acclaimed some of those things, right? Like right. I think other people too have acclaimed the the whatever that game was that kind of put it right, right, right before. Right. Yes. But the difference is we didn't know that that was what Fab is, and I think that's a lot of the com- the frustration from the community is like they didn't know that there was going to be this eleven day window. Yeah, I mean, like we we didn't know that Fab was going to do that idea where they're changing up things, or in this case, like. We've seen, like, if you take history, Fab prevents things from getting Living Legend as a result of it being too powerful. And now right. we're, like, adding events to make it easier to get Living Legend for this thing. Like, it seems like a complete opposite, you know, like a flip. Right. Um, it, and and it feels like if, if that was your goal, right, let's let's put ourselves in L- – let's not be unfair. Let's put ourselves in LSS's shoes. Oh, being unfair. And our goal is – no, I'm not saying you were. I'm saying let's avoid being unfair. Let's continue in the to not be unfair. Yeah, yes, yes. You are perfectly fair, and you're so pretty. My Thank goodness, you. look at those eyes. I'm working on my eyelashes. <laughs> is this a tangent? Because they no. look great. Keep, keep um, going. 45 minutes. <laughs> it's not happening. We can dream all we want. If If that's – oh, I forgot what I was going to say. If that's LSS's goal is to like living legend this thing out, then why not just today on April 4th say, you know what? We're, we want Starvo living legend out. And for that reason, as of May 2nd, Starvo's banned. Like, yeah, mm. just, just be like starting May 2nd, Starvo's banned. Starvo will not be eligible for the pro tour. The May 2nd announcement will be a banning of Starvo. So get your Starvo in now while you can. Until then, right? see if you can get it to hit Living Legend. <laughs> yeah. And, and then be like, he has an opportunity to be the first Living Legend community. What do you think? Yeah. Right? And I I mean, the Flesh and Blood community is known to like meme. I think they'd get behind that and be like, guys, we need to, we're getting this to Living Legend right now before yeah. it's banned. Like it hits Living Legend May 1st and gets banned May 2nd. Like, yeah. Well, why not? That would be funny, right? But I, if that was their intent, why would you not just 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 ban it? It seems like we're again we're pushing the problem out. So now for the next month, instead of talking about a new set or classic duels or or the pro tour meta or the blitz skirmish season, that's the overwhelming the the cloud was like over us. We stepped closer to May second, and then we just moved the cloud yeah. of of bans with us. It feels it feels weird. And for the first time in, in a long time, I'm, I'm unhappy with that like footnote in this decision. I, I just don't, it just, 
I don't it's, get it's it. bad taste. Like I, 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 it's not something I understand. And 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 I'm I'm open to change. If I can hear a good reason, like someone says, this is the reason why, and I can go from A to B to C in my mind, I can say, oh, okay. It seems like this was done with a plan. But for the again, for the first time, I'm being critical because it seems like it was just like we don't know what to do. We'll 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 talk about it later. Yeah, like it, this is one of those things that um it feels like it's just different than what we've seen in the past. Like Briar, they were like, listen, we we don't want Living Legend to affect the heroes this early and we yes. we want to fix the problem before it hits living legend it doesn't like i don't i no longer know what the goal of living legend is i don't i think like living legend in a lot of ways creates problems like i'm not sure that living legend is like a win for lss like they promote it as like this um this you know uh you know it's promoted as a way to keep the card pool you know whatever and like it seems to be creating these problems in a lot of ways like now there's so much pressure to either fix it or it's gonna living legend i don't know even like at the basic um the basic model it says that it it exists to support long-term utility of card ownership and i'm like yeah that's true unless you own a cold foil bravo like a, well, the, a that's, cold foil, we've uh, talked about that on this podcast. The fact that the thing that can be living legend out is a chase yeah, is scary because no it seems it. to directly conflict the idea of living legend. And let me just say, I'm cool with the idea of living legend in the in the the way it's being used or maybe indirectly used in Bravo Star of the Show. I'm actually cool with the idea of living legend being the the banned and restricted pushback where something is so OP, the community has to deal with it for a while. And then if we can't get a ban in, it's just unplayable at that point. It, it rotates out. It's, it's a rotation. I'm actually okay with that. That I'm not, that seems like a terrible. I think it's a great safety net. It's not a, it's not a safety net. I want to have to say, I'm sick of safety nets. I, I know you are, but I'm, I, I'm sick I of I'm sick of like the conversation. I'm sick of the like I'm I don't know. I'm just sick of it. I'm I'm ready for there not to be broken things. Like, I me too. I, but I want I'm okay to be with excited. a safety net in place in want, for the time I, being. I'm I fine want with to en- I want to enjoy playing. Like you know, like I like I'm sick of that. That's just where I, I am. But okay, I think you can definitely still enjoy playing. I every time I play flesh it's and blood, com- it's called commoner. It's called commoner. I don't think you have to play commoner. You just have to make a. I love it. It's fun. I think that's what I enjoy. Like, I think I you know. can enjoy flesh and blood outside of commoner, or not. Maybe not you. One can enjoy flesh and blood outside of commoner. I'm not. I'm not of again. And this. This is what we started with our whole. We disagreed on the reason why we didn't want to see bands. I think with Starfo being a hero, you can still enjoy playing flesh and blood. It is possible. I know because I do it. I do it all the time. Like. So I don't I, I don't think that's the case. I like the safety net, especially because we are working our way through some game design kinks, right? That we've talked about in the past. And as as a person, I, as a computer person, I don't think we're going to snap our fingers and it's going to be fixed. I want us to, but we're not. It's just not how this works. Yeah, I, get, I go back to this, like the meta, the Crucible of War meta seems so much more balanced to me. Like, I, like the whole Starvo thing where it's like, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning. Oh, awakening. Oh, I'm dead. 
You mean like the Starville problem? It's an awakening problem. I I agree. No, I agree. Anyway, long story short. Um, well, no. What's give give us your final take? Like, summarize your feelings on this overall announcement for us. Just just really quick. I'll do the same. I won't just put you out to dry. My overall feelings is that LSS is in a really crappy place as a result of printing Bravo Star of the show. Like they they are they are in a bad place. There's no right or no matter what happened, this was going to be the dialogue for everyone yep. around this. People were either going to be upset, like we would be upset if they banned things. Well, that's we, that's exactly we said it. We don't, yeah. But like I I don't know that they could have won this situation, and I think they know that. I agree with that. I I think that regardless of what was printed on this webpage that I'm assuming we're both still looking at right now, or the several various charts that seem to be copy-pasted onto the webpage as the day went on, it didn't matter what was printed on that page. Somebody somewhere was going to talk about it, complain about it, or praise it, right? It was going to happen. The only issue I have is not even with the pro community, which is weird. You stand on like, this is unfair to pros, and me, I'm like, eh. The guy who's more into competitive, I'm like, nah, they'll figure it out. I think it's a weird interaction and it's, and we're going to talk about why in a couple of minutes here, why we're at a pivotal point in flesh and blood. And during this most pivotal moment, this, this very important time in flesh and blood, we've got this weird message to send to our casual or common or, or even our our, our skirmish are calling players that don't day two, right? They, they play their deck. They go, they visit the vendors. They call Then they battle harden and they hang out with their friends all weekend. Those yeah. play, we've got this weird message. We're sending to those players. Like we're not really sure. And, and those players who aren't as invested, like I, I have my deck. I was thinking about a new one, but now I don't know what to do. And I can't make that decision for the next month. So I think that's a weird message. And the reason that I, this is a weird time for that message is because, Oh, I don't know. The largest game in the entire effing universe just dropped a bombshell saying, hey, Flesh and Blood, you do competitive play? Well, guess what? We're doing it too. Surprise. You, you didn't steal it for the third time, which you should have at least tried. You should have stole it. My, this is what I think that this was. So we're, yeah, yeah. This transition, the Magic the Gathering pro play. This is the biggest Flesh and Blood news of the year. Magic the Gathering has professional play that is back. The biggest Flesh and Blood news. You heard it right. Like, for the first time, Flesh and Blood has competition, and they have people who aren't just flocking from nothing to them. Now there is something that you have to leave, and that Magic is offering a very large prize pool, $500,000, very large prize pool, regional events that are fun, that are um supported by you know game stores and uh and lots of things and you've got a lot of eyes back on the professional side of their game so you don't want this yeah. and this is why i was a proponent of no ban this is why i much rather be like look everything's fine you let living legend work it out exactly it, it it builds that confidence, right? So Magic the Star Gathering did win, announce Starro yeah. win, wins the pro tour or the the um the uh pro tour and like it's gone and now you don't have that issue. 
And and honestly, now that I'm thinking about that scenario, I'm I'm playing through that scenario for the first time in my head. It's almost interesting from a Magic the Gathering player standpoint because all Magic the Gathering players, because that's that's the situation we're talking about right now. Uh, open competitive in person play for Magic the Gathering. Open competitive in person play for Flesh and Blood. They are the same in that aspect. They want to achieve the same goal. And you have a player sitting in Magic the Gathering open competitive play, and they're not. Let's just say they're not tone deaf to the world around them. They know that Flesh and Blood is a thing. They're they're hearing people talk about Flesh and Blood. They're Maybe third, what is it? Third party, so it was it second hand experiencing the game, like second hand smoke. Like they're not playing yeah. it, but they're experienced from other people playing it. They then hear about the OP deck. Oh, there's an OP deck in this game, and then the next thing they hear is, oh, there's a system in this game where they don't dig into the intentions or all the old LSS articles. All this player hears is there was a ridiculous deck, it won too much, and now it's not a ridiculous. It, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And all these Magic the, Gathering play, Magic the Gathering players have the opportunity to go, oh, you mean I don't have to play against old school affinity for an entire two years before right. something else changes? It just, it works itself out. That's kind of interesting. That could have been an avenue to join the game. Now, I feel like all we have with this announcement is an opportunity for Exodus. We have someone else saying, hey, we're going to offer the same thing. You and I both believe it's an inferior product. We think Flesh and Blood is a better game. Much better. How, however, it's it's bigger. It's more consistent. It's tried and true. It's proven, right? It's it's the Walmart. It's always there. It's always open. It's always available. It's, it's an opportunity for Exodus. And that means to me, this is, we're under fire. Yeah. In my opinion, as Flesh and Blood players and as a community, and as LSS, maybe not directly or maybe not intentionally, but we're under fire. Yeah, this this is the time that LSS has to have their craft together. Um, and it's not super encouraging that like the banner restriction announcement comes out and it changes like four, like three or four times, and events are added, and like, it's just like this. The the community, I, I don't care. Listen again, like for me, this does not. I am not a pro player. I'm only restating things that I hear and I see on the Twitter. I've been on Twitter way too much today. Um, this did not inspire a lot of confidence from like the organizational side of the community for LSS. And like, this is the type of stuff that um, I think that LSS needs to be better at if they are going to compete with pro play with Magic the Gathering, who has the relationships, who has the um, capacity, the money, the whatever, to do this. Um, they have the brand. They have the you say their name, and everybody yeah. knows what it is. Yeah. So, time to get our crap together a little bit. Time to time to clean up and, like, be as good as we think that we can be. Uh, and I think they can do it, and I think they will do it. Um, but it, it. But it's time to push it. It's, it's, it's the excuses now kind of have to go away. Um, there's been a lot of excuses for flesh and blood with overprint overpowered, um, you know, power creep. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of excuses and like now we need to, we need to clean that up. So, so, and this is where, dude, we are on weird sides of these things. It's like we did invasion of the body snatchers. Really quick, because my big takeaway of this is I, I've seen, in my opinion, 
like the the competitive play scene i've seen them lean in to this idea of the competitive play and i've seen them lean into the idea of organized play high level play tournament play which in my mind means that while we've had balance issues in the recent history that is on top of their priority sheet that's in my mind it's like there's no way they can lean all in on competitive play and not have that and we started this conversation about MTG's pro play announcement, both agreeing that the product playing flesh and blood as two old magic players who still play magic, right? We still play that game. We, the experience of playing flesh and blood is a better experience. It's, it's a better game. It's more intuitive. It's, it's more fun. You enjoy it more. And at the high level, you get this opportunity for skills to shine. And this is above you and I, but majority of high level players say, I came to this game because it's more skill expressive. I, as a better player, have a more opportunity to win. So my concern actually lies on the market side of things, which is weird. Again, we've, we've gone like this, we have to give people a reason to sit down in that seat behind a you flesh and mar- blood deck. You're, you mean marketing? Marketing, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. On the marketing side of things. I need to give players a reason to sit down behind a flesh and blood deck for the first time and know and get to experience that it's a better product. If we go out there and tell them it's a better product, they will not believe us. Magic the Gathering is tried and true. It's been there forever. I need that marketing department some kind of draw to Pull in as many freaking players in 2022 as humanly possible. I want as many people behind flesh and blood decks, and I don't care what level, all the way down to casual level, is behind flesh and blood decks as possible because the more people that sit behind a deck, the more people get the opportunity to realize that even though this game is doing the pro scene, this product is better. It's more fun. You can enjoy it more. You can get more out of it. And if we don't do that, if we don't market that, there's no reason to come to Flesh, flesh and Blood for an event over Magic. Because if you don't know that the product is better, you're always going to go to the tried and true. And what you, you know, and what you already way. have, what you you know, what you already have money invested in. It's, so, it's already like, there. It's familiar. Yeah. I had a phone call today with Wizards of the Coast as a store owner um, because I'm getting on their uh like they're not pro play but their uh organized play platform like my store i've only done fab i've only done meta zoo i haven't really leaned into these the regular card games and like now it's time for me to do kind of everything so uh i just dragged my free so i had a phone call with them and i was baffled (laughs) i was baffled they don't care at all what event you play they don't care. Um, they don't like they they don't care what level event, what you know, what uh, rec, whatever, you know, the different um, levels of competitive play. They don't care what if you're playing commander. They don't care if you're playing popper. They don't care if you're playing on webcam. They don't care if you're organizing events for webcam or in person. They don't care. You get one point. Uh, they call it a ticket for every person at your event. Whether that event be in person, online, it can be on Magic Arena, it can be on that uh, Magic the Gathering online, which uses Windows 95. Um, <laughs> it can use, oh, we're doing it again, you're going to shove again. <laughs> it, it, it uses, and like my point, that's hilarious that you have it. It's the new version of Microsoft Windows 98. Um, but you. my point here is like Magic the Gathering cares that the only thing they care about 
is that you are playing and engaging with their game. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. I did not realize I've been so worked up. I've been so into flesh and blood and I felt like something was missing. LSS seems to only care that you play what they want you to play in the art, like armories, like stores are limited to four armories a month prize support. So all that prize support for your tickets go into the same pool. doesn't matter what kind of event you run. And that's the number of, you know, uh, support packs for prize support that you get. Basically Mm -hmm. it's, it's all derived from that number. And like, I think like if LSS wants to get serious about casual play, LSS needs to get serious that like every person who cares about, who wants to play in their game, whether that be webcam or in person or blitz or in a skirmish or in a, uh, you know, a armory event or in a casual, uh, you know, commoner event or an ultimate pit fight event those people matter and there's something for them in terms of like they count for this prize support kind of thing and maybe that's not super fair because like as a story you can run your armory event however you want right as as any yeah i was gonna say you can your store can choose to run their armory event the format like whatever format they want right but outside of that weekly the one weekly armory like there's how many times and, and this is a a product of magic being a larger player pool right but like at, at a local game store man you can almost go in any night and find people playing commander or find people yeah. playing modern you probably don't feel find people playing standard but in the upcoming months you're gonna find people playing pioneer you best believe it well and i think that where it comes back to again is that marketing you don't see like listen we all all like, the think content about, think about fnm you just mentioned marketing think about like the phrase friday night magic like yeah. Like that, as a TCG enthusiast, that phrase means something to you. When was the last time you went to an FNM? Uh, it's been a while for me to go to one, but yeah. it's been it's been over probably a decade for me. But the phrase that's not true. FN- I went to the Kamigawa pre-release. That was a Friday Night Matter. Oh, it's actually pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, but like that phrase. Other than that, other than that, <laughs> other than that, that phrase <laughs> invokes like a feeling in you. It's like oh. Yeah. I, I, I'm walking in. I know what to expect. I need something like that for flesh and blood. I need like the, like, I don't know, Friday night. You can't do Friday night fab. I always wanted to do Friday night fab, but every game store was like, no, I have F and M. Like I yeah. can't, I can't do fab on Fridays. I do Listen, magic on Fridays. Like, I think the armories are a little bit like that. Um, like, I think the armory event is a little bit like that, but here's what I want to say. Like we, all the content creators did so much content around commoner. You didn't? I did not a damn thing. All the comment, <laughs> all the content creators that matter did all sorts of content commoner around form. commoner. And Ellis is basically like just kind of they never did anything with it. Like I think I think we like they don't do any marketing for anything that's not their major skirmish or um i've been kind of a whiny brat though and so i want to challenge you and in challenging you no i'm not just challenging you i'm challenging myself here i i'm leaning into lss needs to do this lss needs to do that couldn't we just do something at the local game store level like couldn't your game like i know I, i okay and this is not a plug it's just the store i know min max does two events a week Hey everyone! One, uh, hey uh, Peter, make sure you send him an extra thirty bucks, man. I you mentioned it twice. I'm gonna kick you in the shin like as hard as I can. 
But they do two events a week, and they only get one armory kit, right? So they're supporting that second event somehow. And it's it's they have like a CC hardcore night, and then they have like a more open night of flesh and blood. And that's interesting. So at what at what point do we decide we care about the game so much that regardless of what if LSS makes what you and I deem to be a positive decision or a negative decision to push this agenda, do we just say, ah, screw it, we're gonna find a way to push the agenda? Now, I agree it's gonna be way more difficult without that like open and aggressive support. But it can be done. Well, this is keep in mind what I'm saying here is that in order for Magic to combat this, in order, I mean, I guess we're moving on to like the next, what's next for for Fab. God, this is um, gonna suck to edit. I'm not editing. It's up there. <laughs> I put it in there. Uh, to move on to like what's next for Fab is like they need to start marketing the casual play. They need to start encouraging and supporting and marketing the casual play. Because now there's a comp, there's a major competition for what you offer, which is the professional play, and so mm-hmm. now you have to offer the whole package. You have to start marketing it, and you know we've talked about this a lot, but like at these events, like it needs to be, it needs to be really honed in that there's good, fun, casual events that are exciting, and this will be the question: is like, can Fab be casual? Like you know. You know it. You hear it right here. Imagine a format where you and your four friends are hanging oh out, having God. a great time, fighting some sort of environment, some sort of thing together. And there's a commonality in a fight. And an LGS has a reason to host an event because it's the only place that you and your three friends can get the promo for beating the LGS store owner in the environment. And I think like the PVE player's environment thing is a huge like it's something that nobody else is offering and it's a unique thing that's easily marketable. I think it's huge. So like they need something that pushes them over the edge and the, the casual side. If they're going to be, if, if they're going to be magic, if they're going to be competing with this game, hot take PV is not it. Right. We come up with think, a better solution. I think PV is I, so I actually answered a question about casual flesh and blood today, and I mentioned the Discord earlier, and I already forgot what it is. And wow, don't be, be more bored with my take there. I'm dude, it's 2.30. I'm tired. <laughs> Vet, I was invited through the Legion Realms at War Discord. I was invited to a content creator, Vetflix and Chills. Uh, really good guy, always talking to the super Discord. Super cool guy. Yeah, super cool guy. And he invited me to his Discord, and there's people asking flesh and blood questions. And the consensus consensus in his limited flesh and blood community was like, I try this game, but I one of two things. I feel like I build a deck and the deck does or I have a hero deck and the deck doesn't play in a style that I want to play in. And then the other problem is I come up against a a person I just meet at the LGS to play fab, and I get absolutely just run over. Like yeah. it just just it's not even close and nowhere near fun. So I presented the idea that casual flesh and blood, we're outside of talking about pro play, we're talking about what's next, and we agree that we want to see just thousands of people playing casual flesh and blood. That should be the mm-hmm. next goal. But casual flesh and blood has to be approached much like Commander, like MTG Commander in these senses. The deck is built around your hero, which is like your commander, which means you have to pick a hero based on how you want to play. 
a, a blue-black commander, you can just throw any blue-black cards into, but you're going to want those cards to synergize with whatever ability your commander has on it. And then second of all, you have to do a power level check in casual flesh and blood. You have to, whether it's a power level scale, whatever it is, you can't flesh and blood because it's so skill intensive and the variance is lessened. You can't play a low level flesh and blood deck against a high level flesh and blood deck and have a good play experience. You have to have those two conversations and those have to be normalized. So there's got to be something, something out there that brings all of those things together so we can start building casual play. Because right now, if we just said play casually, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. You have to have some kind of road to success to build casually. So something has to happen. And regardless of what how you want to do it, we both agree, that's what's next, is just thousands of people playing flesh and blood at any opportunity they get, armory or not. I, I think if you dumb down the game... Sorry, I think if you <laughs> like if you go to commoner, the game is dumbed down as a result of not the pro players aren't figuring out the meta and there's no net deck. I mean, there's net deck, but not like the top tier deck. Like, I think right. that level can be really fun and really casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one of that. the problems that Fab has, and this is my opinion, I disagree with you on the, the commander side of things one of the problems that fab has is the limited card pool so you can't really mix up the deck play that much i mean you can obviously do different i agree like three ways i agree that you can do the power you have to have the power level conversation i i agree with that but i'm not i don't agree that you can mix up the deck enough to like really have the same commander-esque experience where like you could run a marin uh marin's a a, um what is it it's green black command like is, death, you, could, you could say anything right now it doesn't matter you yeah. could play it multiple ways yeah fine you could run a um uh urza commander one way and i could run it a much different way sure. completely different because there's 400 billion different magic cards there's 29 years of card pool there sure that, and that's, that's what that's what inherently makes it a fun casual environment for fab they need to create something that can compete with that without 29 years of card bases if they want to compete in a casual level. And that's dude, that's a, that's a big-ass challenge. And I, we we sit here, we understand this is a big ask. We're not sitting here be like, hey, LSS, snap your fingers and make it happen. Like, this okay. is a huge, yeah. huge challenge that's going to undergo a lot of trial and error and probably tons of failure. Like, that's lots going of different, to happen. Lots of different environments for those players to play against. We so disagree on that. And we both agree that it would be fun, but Arch Enemy was so much fun and it never took off. There's something there. It. They didn't market it. And we're going to market it better? Listen, if Arch Enemy came out with um, with uh, Welcome to Spark, or you would still be War playing Arch Spark? Enemy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Spark. <laughs> well, oh my God! You're just both games. That's do awesome. you do you remember the uh, the video trailer for War of Spark? I I don't actually. I remember where I was when I saw that. Like, and I'm not being facetious. I remember I was at work. I can tell you the room I was at at my that the church I worked at. Like, I remember the first time I saw that video. That like I the first time i went to a pre-release that's pretty impressive and it's more impressive considering how old you are because today is your birthday dude 
Happy birthday, Louie. Everyone in the comment section below, wish this man a happy birthday. You're a day and late. I'm surprised. You're also a day late. As oh, he gets this, well, we record this three times. So as he gets this old, he can remember these things. It's a very impressive. Let's make sure he knows he's loved before he can't do YouTube videos or figure out how his computer works it, anymore. It better say happy belated birthday because you're a day late, people. I hope it doesn't say happy birthday so he can come back and read the comments next year. Happy birthday, dude. And for your birthday present, I want to give you the opportunity. I know I normally kind of dominate this conversation, but I want to give you the opportunity to take lead as we transition into the market section of the podcast. What are you thinking about the market and do all the announcements and everything we've talked about up to this point affect the market at all? Uh, well, sorry, that's a different thing that I was going to go to first. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> good happy the, birthday. The communication issue, I think, is a, I, I think it's an interesting one for Fab. Like, LSS has to get their communication in suit a little bit to have the confidence, but that's not that big of a deal. There's two things I think that the co the conversations are going to be on the market. 98% of that is going to be uh, what Rudy said about Monarch this week. But the other 2% of that is that they increase, they, they change oh, the numbers. Yeah. They change the numbers of publicized boxes for WTR and arcane first edition. So alpha and first edition arc. They added, so originally it was booster packs and it was 400,000 packs and they changed it to boxes. And it, in doing so, they added 800 packs, which was like 33 boxes to the mix, which is just like one of those, like, it doesn't actually matter. It's not, like, I don't think it's going to affect the market. Yeah, you're only like adding that. 33 boxes to the pool, but it leans into the conversation we were I mean, having like, earlier about, who about communication and marketing, right? Who doesn't have 33 boxes of alpha just sitting in a corner somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, it's like... It's, you know, Twist the knife, dude. Twist I, I don't. I have one box of alpha. Anyway, um, I I just think it's like one of those things that like in a world where there's so little, there's like so little confidence from things to have like a shift in the numbers that were presented seems like weird to me. But all right, moving on. Based on those numbers, uh, Rudy's been pumping Monarch, being like. He's like, we're going to get print run numbers this week. He said that in a video. So, like, I guess we're getting print run numbers this week. The man's or no Rudy, more than I am. That's for or, sure. Or Rudy's just like, F it. I'm just going to announce it. I'm just going to say it. And if they don't, it's going to look bad because I'm Rudy. Gosh, darn it. It's not even like it's I looked it up. It's like not even the release date. Like May 7th was you the said release May 7th. Yeah, yeah. Of Monarch. So, like, it's not even the release date. Um, so he seems to think like uh, at under a thousand, a hundred thousand boxes, we see an increase. I don't know if I buy it. Um, I don't know. I particularly think there's 75,000 boxes. I've, I've said this since day one, nothing's mm -hmm. changed in my mind. Um, I think the, what from a perspective of a community has changed, not my perspective. I've been on this boat the whole time is the number of people who are interested in the game. Um, like I would say the 75,000 box number that I said a long time ago was derived from like double printing from crucible, which kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And like 
people got crazy with the print run numbers because they think the boxes are cheap. They're like, there must be a million boxes. But like the other side of that is like, maybe there's just not enough. Maybe there's just not as many collectors and players as you think there are. Right. And we've talked about the collector player number on this podcast. I think we had a kind of a spicy take you gave. I I actually listened to this portion of an episode earlier. So I want to make sure I remembered what I said. You said 50,000. And then I didn't want to say, because my theorized number was half of that. Like, so I was like, yeah. I don't want to seem, I don't want to sound like the negative one. I want, you can keep wearing that mantle. I'm out. I, I but, was doing the positive person thing too. I'm like, 50,000 <laughs> is still a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, which by the way, for that, those are, we said this during those podcasts, those are fine numbers, but the question becomes if Monarch is this printed and the numbers are 75,000, so it's less than what is expected. Monarch's just at the value that it's at. Like it's everyone who wants a position in Monarch has a position in monarch so when that announcement comes out there won't be this massive spike in price because people just they don't want a position in the product and i firmly believe i talked in a video this week about the mtg announcement being an opportunity for exodus you call it the back door i call it an opportunity for exodus and the empty or the monarch moment when everyone bought in was an opportunity for entrance and then when prices tanked that was an opportunity for exodus and we lost people over that I think there's some bad taste in people's mouths that will that the monarch market will suffer from for some time, like yeah, just just because like that happened. Uh so one of two things is going to happen, in my opinion. Okay, I guess there's three scenarios. What one of two things is going to happen is any of them the banned and restricted announcement where nothing happens. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I, was just, one, I figured I'd one, ask. One one of three things. One of there's three scenarios. I see one of two things happening. Okay. Three scenarios are this. Monarch print run numbers are under 100,000. Boxes double. They go to $300, $400, right? Okay. Um, scenario two is Monarch print run number is... Uh, sorry, let, let me back up. This is all based on Monarch being half at 75,000. Sure. Scenario, scenario two is Monarch print run um, doubles and then crashes back down to where it is over time because there's nobody at the top to buy scenario okay. number three is that nothing happens like the print run comes out and nothing happens and nothing happens um i think that first scenario is hard like if you are somebody who's willing to pay three hundred dollars for a box of monarch you're definitely today willing to pay 150 why would you not be yeah. buying at 150 right and like the answer is that the print run like, okay, the Crucible Unlimited print run is certainly less than the any other print run of any unlimited product, yet it's sitting at, like, 75 80 bucks. Like, no one is, like, hardcore. Like, print runs just don't. Yeah. I, I think we put too much emphasis on the print runs. Um, And then I think, like, the market's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. I do think there is something to say about, like, if it's 75000 then... LSS is respecting numbers for print runs. Right. And so it shows a level of consistency, which will be cool. I never thought that that was the issue. Like, no, but it, but it, in the future, it just kind of lets you maybe predict print runs. It's just cool to be able to see that pattern. Yeah. But like, I never feel like that's like, I feel like the issue with Monarch was the lack of accountability at a distribution level, the lack of accountability at a story level. You had sure the, the three, you know, channel channel shop live. Channel Fireball, Card Shop Live, I mean, even other partner stores that, you know, whatever. We're holding uh, the product, trying managed, to get rich. 
yeah, yeah. like the distribution i know distributors who sent out monarch like three or four or five months ago i still, I still get a ping notification of my email from these stores every once in a while i'll be like this week only monarch first edition i'm like from where right <laughs> but like like it's just like all these weird things that like product was held like i think that monarch's issue was the player base plateaued um and everybody had boxes and like mm-hmm. that was monarch's issue in my opinion is that we had a plateau in player base that's it, it's it's a good take i i definitely don't think you're wrong i just next week in the market update i'm going to tell you i'm i'm going to expose to you one of my weaknesses right now are you ready i'm going to expose this to the elements i love tales of aria i think it's just a fantastic set i think it's gorgeous so i need you to do your your best rootying and I need you to start pumping Tales of Aria, so I have a reason. So I have a reason to open it on my channel. Who doesn't do box opening? Just to open a set I really like. Yeah, yeah. So I need you to start talking about how undervalued Tales of Aria is and how great it is. And if you can do that for me, that'd be great. Okay, let me tell you how undervalued Tales of Aria is. Well, uh, right now, live, yeah, ladies wanna... and gentlemen, the man himself getting into the numbers, crunching them, throwing calculus right in front yeah. of your face. Okay. Uh, wait, they have over 3,333 boxes. Let me try 5,555 boxes. Uh, oh, all right. That, that didn't work out. They have 484 boxes currently on card shop live at map. So get through those map boxes at eight seventy. actually $79. Yeah. That's map for Tales of Aria. Let's get through those map boxes. And then we can talk about is Tales of Aria undervalued. I didn't ask you to break my heart. I asked you to help me out. All right. This is been a cool market conversation. I I, I didn't say much, but you know, I believe that the market, the flesh and blood, it requires a coexistence of players and collectors slash investors. Like, like that symbiotic relationship must maintain. So I'm always interested in these conversations because as someone who, just like you, who loves the game this much, I think both ends have to be healthy for us to continue to move forward. So it's, it's, it's interesting insight. But it's time to move to the closing crazy comments section. Now, we only did this once. We talked about there being an outtake to this podcast, but we've only done this one once. Do you have a closing crazy comment section comment? I have a closing crazy comment collection statement for for the closing crazy comment selection. Uh, Is it selection? I thought it was collection. collection. I thought we did the whole thing like it was. I don't know. Uh, all right. Mine was Deuce Deuce Fim. I don't know what I gained from listening to you guys, but I enjoy it. Love it. Um, d- did I tell everybody where they can find the outtakes of this episode? The other two versions. I I have. Can you find them? Yeah, you can find them on your OnlyFans. That's where I play with cold foils with no protection. That is not the outtakes. You you undersold my my OnlyFans. I was gonna say that it was on my Patreon, but I didn't want to actually pump my Patreon. I'm trying to. Why not? Your Patreon's great. If you're subscribed to my I'm, Patreon, I'm closing my Patreon. Uh, okay. Cold take. I'm closing. Hot take. The, no, you're the, not. I'm closing the five dollar tier soon. Hot take. No, you're not. I'm gonna do it just on a whim. I'm not telling anybody. Hot take, no, you're not. I'm gonna I mean there's gonna be a different tier. It's gonna be not five dollars. Hot take, no, you're not. Okay. 
continue. I'm trying to delay here for your comment. I, I have mine picked. I thought you oh, were just well, talking. Oh, let's go. I got nothing My else comment to say. is, my prediction, Josh himself will be banned for being too much of an absolute stud. Now, that was not a comment on our reaction face video. It's a comment I got today, and I just want to live vicariously through it for a moment. Someone on the internet said something nice to me. I love that you're pumping your other content on our podcast. I was I was talking about a comment that's called me a stud. Oh, that's right. Hey, let My me help you out. I'm going to help you out real quick. Let me real talk. I'm going to really help you out. Everyone, this this episode was sponsored by Minmax Games Fab. Uh, this is a uh, the new sponsor for Hometown TCG. Very important. Very, very good. A little bit of jealousy in your voice. I kind of like it. Kind of like your bit of jealousy. jealousy. My actual to... closing crazy comment section was from Clark Jensen. It says, this is the best Monday morning Fab podcast in the world. And I picked this one. Because it's Tuesday again. We're, we're making a habit of coming out after Monday. I can't remember if you said that at the beginning of this episode or at the end of the the time when we recorded. But I feel like it was the beginning of this episode. I think we double said that. Anyway. Anyway, Clark, this Clark's has been an here. awesome podcast. Dude, thank you so much for your time every week. It's 2.30. You should go to bed. I'm tired. Hope you guys have yourself a fantastic day. Josh, I always enjoy talking to you. Been great. I always enjoy talking to you too. And if you could do me a favor, can I subscribe to your channel and hit the like button? No, I, I was going to say, can you tell people something to remember oh, to do? Hey, everyone, remember to be kind to the people around you and subscribe to Josh's channel and hit the like button and go buy your singles and backs. <laughs> and until next time, my name is Josh, and you've been kicked off your own podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Cut.